0: Eight metres into enemy territory, played by Kalabatangi. Cook! Cook with a blistering run! Murray supports, and the lock forward takes it all the way. Well, there is Cook at his best.
1: Rabideau's radio podcast.
2: Brent
3: Chappell, Steve Maven, and Darren Brown. Chaps is red hot here, so my fame was running hot there for a while, but... Could you catch
2: him? Well,
3: only if I got a bit of a start. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's great for rugby league, but more importantly, it's great for the mighty Rabbitohs.
3: Welcome to another edition of Rabbitohs Radio. My name is Grant Chappell. I'm joined by two former Rabbitohs, Dan Brown, Steve Maven. What's on, boys? Hello chaps, hello Brownie,
2: yeah,
1: g'day boys, how are we?
3: Not too bad, another win. Yes, what a win it was. Oh, great win, wasn't it? Oh, believable mate, what form they're in. I just pinch myself, you know, you go back a couple of weeks ago and if someone turned around and said you put 60 on the Roosters and another 46 on the Knights, you you would have took that any day of the week, wouldn't you boys? Another
1: record-breaking win too.
2: Plenty of
3: records, we'll go through that.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about it later in the show, but...
2: What
3: is on the show, chaps? All right, we've got a big show, mate. We've got Rabido's news. We're going to recap that night's game from yesterday where we absolutely give it to that mob. We're going to interview with Damien Cook, remembering a Rabideau this week with Mike Cleary, NRL News, preview that Eels clash this Saturday night and rabbit of the week, boys. Big show. Let's
1: go, boys. Let's get into the shout-out sport to you by Export Freight Systems. Okay, to all the new listeners that have joined our socials during the week, We put a post on Facebook trying to attract new listeners, boys, didn't we? It's worked well. We've gained a lot of new listeners, and we need for everyone else to keep doing that because uh, there's so many people out there that don't know about the show, Rabbitohs Radio Podcast, and we believe if you're not listening, you're missing out.
2: Correct, and it was just a simple post where we asked somebody to tag a friend, and it actually worked. There was a few friends of friends that said, oh, I didn't know about this. How good's this show? I'm on board, so fantastic. But if you're not on socials and you can't tag someone, then just tell somebody. Tell a Rabido friend about us, they might not know. I know that happened last week with a guy we work with, Graham Fitchett. I've worked with him for 14 years, mad South fan, just assumed he knew. But someone, wasn't me in passing, said something about the podcast and he went, oh, now yeah, he loves it. He's yeah. gone back and listened to all the episodes, puts it on in the car and uh, yeah he's a big fan
3: Fitch I didn't know that I thought he knew that's why I never said anything to him there you go see
2: so don't assume that your friend
3: or family member knows about us just tell them we we had a good response there boys and uh, and we'd like to thank every man and woman out there for that and don't forget to rate and review correct mate very important especially if you're on those Apple phones just uh, have a look down scroll down there Give us a five-star rating if you think we've earned that and um, just write a review, positive or negative. And talking of reviews,
2: Danny Katulis on Facebook did a post saying, I just want to say that the podcast you guys do is so good that it has replaced listening to Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan's the number one podcast in the That's world. That's a big rap. It's a big he's, call. He's, number, he's big news. I grew up in Mascot, so I love the references you guys make to the local area. Absolutely love listening to you guys. So thanks for that. And that's the sort of stuff we love hearing. If you do a post on Facebook, on Instagram, send us an email, and we'll read it out on the show. Definitely.
3: Yeah, beautiful. I got a quick shout out, boys. Just one to Rod Williamson. Now we were having a coffee and a bit of a feed at Berkshire Bakery, and he rocked in with his rabbitohs hat and he f- and he looked at me sort of funny and double taped me a few times. And he his little poodle. And he had a little poodle or something like that. And he and he gerried that um, he used to deliver medicine to my mum and dad from Walsh's Chemist at South Marubra. Also big South fans, the Walsh's Chemist. Shout out to you guys. But good on you, Rod. You went out to the game yesterday, and I'm sure you would have come home very happy, mate. And he's a former Marubra diggers junior. He told us, didn't he, boys? Yeah. yep. A club that we are only talking about
1: last week on the show. Yep.
2: And there you go. He went in the cafe, and he walked out, and he said, oh, I saw the Rabbitohs radio card there. We went, oh, that's us. <laughs> and he came over and had a chat, so yeah. that is us. He's a good bloke. He's very passionate, Rod. And uh, up the rabbit Rod. Good on you, Rod. Just a bit of sad news. Condolences to David Fagan and family after they lost their dad, Laurie Fagan. Now yeah, Laurie was a rugby league legend. He was New South Wales Blue number five sixty, and played for the Tigers and also in the first ever Panthers team. Yeah. So really sad news. Yeah, Sorry to hear that, mate. And we work with uh, Fago out there at the Wolves, and he's a Tigers fan. Won't hold
1: that against him, but yeah. Great great bloke, Fakes. I think his dad might have even captained the Panthers. I think he did. Just like you, Darren Brown. That's it.
2: All right, the Rabbitohs News, brought to you by the Juniors Group of Clubs. Uh, Obviously, the big news is the Sam Burgess drama. We're not going to give it any airtime here. We're going to let the processes deal with it in due course. But some other news that ran off, that is, in the press conference during the week with Wayne Bennett, all the media decided that that's all they wanted to talk about, but our man Chaps from Rabbitohs Radio was the only
3: one who asked some rugby league questions. Well, I thought I'd get in there early and get a few things out. I mean, I had a few other things to say, but they, I knew what they were going to do. They, they just bombarded Wayne with questions about, at the end of the day, allegations, speculation. None of this stuff's been proven. And Wayne handled it accordingly. And in a situation like this, I don't think there's any coach you want up on the stand other than wayne bennett he just handles it so well you know um he he done his absolute best to to protect the club and his players and and let's not forget you know this club's got 112 years of integrity behind it and plenty of people have thrown mud at the Rabbitohs over 112 years and not very often it sticks boys so let's just get behind our club and support them in any way we can and
2: the Rabbitohs did share that press conference and we did notice in a lot of the comments, people noticed that Chaps from Rabbitoh's Radio was the only one who spoke about rugby league. So you're doing a good job in the media, Chaps. And also during the week, you appeared on another podcast, the Rugby League Guru
1: podcast by our good mate Nathan. And you did a great job there, too. Fantastic job, Chaps. I listened to that yesterday. Shows how passionate you are about this great club and no better host.
3: For Rabbitohs Radio Podcast in Grant Chapel. Oh, well, thanks, Nathan, for giving the opportunity. I enjoyed that. Um, like I mean, doesn't matter what time of the day. If you want to talk about the Rabbitohs, I'm ready for it. I'll talk till I'm blue in the face, boys, about the Rabbitohs. So thanks very much, Nathan, uh, for the opportunity, mate. There's some good stuff in there, like when you spoke about Sutto needed a
2: rev up. I think Madge pulled him aside and was going to move him on, and that was a real wake-up call, and the rest is history.
3: Yeah, true. Yeah, there was a bit, a bit on there,
1: so... And, on there to, and the tickets you got, for, you've discussed it on the show before for the 2014 Grand Final. You had to pass up going with the old man.
3: Well, it was a tough decision, but yeah. I'll tell you what. <laughs> once the uh, the lamb cutlets come out and the smoked trout sandwiches and the uh, <laughs> the bottles of beer and that in the air condition, it was a hot day, don't forget. Yeah, it was. I was there. Mm. Jeez, so, not not bad. So what happened? Did Reggie go Meat with your... Meat pies at
2: the end of the game. Beautiful. So did Reggie have to settle for going with your brother
3: Miles? Did he, or and Cashy? And I think he did. Yeah, I think they were in row seven hundred and eighty-two. So they were... <laughs> in the nosebleeds. And they rented some binoculars. And... <laughs> I ended up after the game. I bumped into my title What the game? What happened to the score? <laughs> they didn't know the score, and they are so far away. They just
2: have the villies, villies pies, and beer in plastic cups. Mid-strength beer in plastic cups. I believe they call that section
3: the Mount Kosciuszko section at Anzac <laughs> Stadium.
2: And we will share that. Episode on our episode webpage. So once you've listened to this show, go down and have a listen on the embedded player to Chaps' it's fantastic interview on the Rugby League Guru podcast. And also Nathan does a good show there. He's spoken to some South players on there, and a lot of other Rugby League legends. So it's well worth a listen once you've listened to our show. They
3: have a bit of colourful language in there, don't they, Brandon? They have a, bit of... No, he's a couple a good of bombs and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, I enjoyed that.
2: Yeah. It's lucky that we don't swear so that's why you won't hear it on Rabbitohs radio podcast but Nathan's um You uh, would have heard me bullshit. swearing last bullshit, night bullshit, mate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, he's a good man Nathan I've known him for a long time He's a family friend and he's doing a great job with the Rugby League Guru He was involved with the Super Coach uh, many years ago he, he got that up and running and well, there you go. So, yeah. he's got a good understanding of the game, good knowledge of the game.
3: Well, they do talk yeah. about that a yeah. bit on their podcast. Uh, yeah, there is. Andy. There is a
2: focus on that. He is a super coach man, and yeah. I'm being a former super coach player myself, It's I can understand all then I do love all that stuff, but I don't do it anymore, but yeah, so if you follow his socials, you'll get a lot of focus on players, how they scored in each game and stats-wise, and... Supercoach has got a bit of crossover with the game. A lot of crossover. You know, you look at the stats of a guy. If he's scoring a lot of stats, it's because he's had a great game. He's done a lot of involvement, a lot of involvement, made some line breaks, line break assists, they
3: all add up in points. Well, Mm. the the all time record was broken last week, boys, wasn't it? Cody Walker. Cody Walker. Two hundred and one points, was it? Something like that, yeah. The all time record in supercoach since it started. There you go. And if you would have had
2: him as captain, it would have doubled. Would have doubled. That's it. And we did say that that we thought it was one of the greatest performances of all time, if not the greatest performance of all time. And in the supercoach world It It was confirmed. It
3: was. Now we're going to recap that massive win over the Newcastle Knights, boys. 46 points to 20. Now we we got off to a, a pretty cold start there. Third hit-up of the game. Dropped the ball. I mean, we got a penalty. And it was a smart little challenge by the Knights, there, uh, boys. And uh it was overturned, and I think that was pretty fair. I think it, it was, was a bit of a loose carry. Yep. And he sort of got twisted up in the tackle, and then... Two or three plays later, the Knights put on a perfect little set play. I don't think Taos could have done too much with that. And He looked up on the at the time in the game, it was only a minute 20 gone and we were down 6-0 by the time Kalen Ponga knocked that one over from the sideline and then they scored again and we just kept kept coughing it up. I think we kicked it out in the fall. and we they marched up the field, got an offside penalty off the of back of another one of our errors, errors from a scrum and... Wow, boys. 14-0 after 12 minutes. Yeah. And I thought, I thought to myself, we haven't had the ball yet. No. We haven't been up the other end. When we do, we'll, we'll see what happens. And sure enough, bang. Tackle five, put on a set play, and it was, we were back in the game.
1: It's definitely a concern for us uh, moving forward. Adam Reynolds touched on it after the game. Uh, this, our starts, we've got to get that right because, you know, against them better sides, the Melbournes and, and the Penriths, they won't let you back in the game, so... It is a concern, but, you know, once we clicked into gear...
3: We, we steadied the ship, But maybe was, after that. We saw six, three tries in six minutes. It was a nightmare start. We
2: basically opened the door wide open and said, here you go, go through it, and they did. We were on the back foot. It was terrible. Drop balls, kicking out in the full.
1: One from four, I think we were, in the first five yep, minutes, yep.
2: six minutes. But, like you said, once we clicked into gear, it's something special. I get goosebumps even thinking about it, how good we're going, because... We're basically unstoppable once we get a roll on. And I spoke about Keon last week. He came on, did a great charge up the middle, about eight post-contact metres, quick play the ball, cookie off from dummy half, picks up Cam Murray. Our two superstars and our superstar forward in the making all combined for a brilliant try
3: that gave us the lead. That was beautiful off the back of that, but even back it up a little bit there, the, the first set play on tackle five where... You know, Katie Walker put Corey Allen in the space, broke a tackle. Mm. You know. mm. That was on the stayed, last tackle too. And he's starting start to break tackles this big bloke, isn't he? And he, he had a good. big game, um, Corey Allen out the back. Yeah. Then the next um, set play we had at the line was absolutely one of the crispest set players we've we've had in years. It similar, carbon,
1: similar to the week before.
2: Carbon
3: copy was like a it was, it was just the exact yeah. and, same play. And it's come because a lot of skeptics about Cam Murray playing on the right edge, and guess what? Plays on the right edge. Runs a beautiful line at speed, which attracts defenders. Cody Walker was in another yawning gap. Yeah. So you,
1: you watch it carefully. Where did Cody come from? Left to right. Left so Cody's right. got that ability to float around the field, mm. similar mm. to what a fullback does. And yep. it's paying dividends for us. And our spine was instrumental in, in that game. In every, uh, every single try we yeah, scored. But like Mavo said, um, you know, the forwards have got to be doing their job to lay the, the platform for the spine to do their job, and that's what they've done.
3: Well, try three. What happens? Reynolds goes over on the left side, and he gives it out to Cody Walker, who's a tip on to Alex Johnson, in the corner, doing the same a different set play, but the two same blokes combining. Mm. Um, they're dangerous spine boys. Mm. Now, Cookie, couple of try assists today. Scored a to try. Yep. You know our nine, seven, six, and one. They're injured through the game at different periods, but they all look like they. Come out unscathed. A little question mark over um, Adam Reynolds not taking that final conversion. I think he might have had a little quad strain possibly. He let a uh, gay guy step up and, and kick a goal.
2: Yeah, it's a bit concerning that our stars looked a bit battered and bruised at times. Cookie looked like he was suffering from what might have been a serious leg injury. Then gets up and runs eighty meters and scores one of the tries <laughs> of the year. Yeah, and they what, ask, what about Bennett's
1: comments? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going like to say. A,
2: like a rabbit going from hole to hole. Oh, <laughs> and it was. was when you come to think of it. it he goes, and he goes.
1: The reporter goes. Well, is he all right? He goes. Well, he was when he was telling me how good the try was. He's sitting there happy as. So. Yeah. We say week in week out, our spine is hard to contain if we hold the ball, and there was no different yesterday, boys. I thought they were instrumental in everything we
3: did. Yeah, well, seventy-eight percent completion rate after that pretty rocky start where we're like Brownie mentioned we're one from four so uh, I mean once we got into the game the, that t- a team like Newcastle couldn't go with us they sort of lost confidence as the game went on and Bradman best what a what a star he's going to be but defensively he was mm. caught out a few times mm. and that Tawala on the other side he, he was a he had a real Barry Crocker didn't he was
1: well, probably the turning point when he dropped the ball they yeah. were attacking our right edge I think the ball was oh, I think it went a little bit high but yeah, um, They're saying that was one of the turning points. And when Kalen Ponga, they put a bomb up. Adam, oh, I think it might have been Cody Walker put a nice bomb up down to that.
3: He got a bit lost. That left-hand corner. Left the ground a bit early, didn't he?
1: Didn't he? There was no one around him. No yeah. one even touched him.
3: Yeah, and we scored off that. Yeah, we did. And the other thing that was a talking point of
2: the game, well, Mitchell Pearce, some of those bombs he put up were unbelievable. He got Corey <laughs> Allen once or twice. He once. did, didn't he? Mate, they were great kicks, but... Early in the game when he had that little verbal with Cody and he got in his face and he was being a smart-ass and that, I thought, oh, this could go either way. And in the end, we had the last laugh. It fired him up, Cody. It fired him up. And there was Claret coming out of <laughs> out of Mitchell later in the game and he was a beaten man. And so, yeah, did enjoy that part of...
1: That's twice v- <laughs> That's twice it's backfired on Mitchell Pierce, trying to verbal someone. Yeah, yeah it's it, it Happened in Origin, didn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah. also 2014, uh, prelim semi against the Roosters, yeah. Yeah, so shout out to you, Mitch, if you're on your Mad Monday
2: now.
1: Hope you're enjoying your day. Just uh, behave yourself. He'd be six W deep, Mitchell Pearce. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, just, just on, uh, and I know we've touched on them all before, but the Young Guns, I thought their performances were outstanding. Junior Tertola. None better
3: than Junior Tola. He's
1: got a double, straight up the middle of the field.
3: Yeah, even just his carries. Well, that trial where he sort of picked their pocket and... That leg drive there, that, that was a little shimmy at the line if you have go back and have a look at that one. Just that little bit of movement, it just just got him in between tacklers and then he just kept surging, kept surging, bang. And you know what? I've got to have a crack at the referee. Why didn't he award that try? He was standing right there. Why did he go to the video ref? He was standing right there mm. within a metre of the ball.
2: I saw him put it down. Mate. And the wink by Junior was quite good. We shared that on our socials. That was awesome. And just another little aside that we haven't mentioned much about is Jed Cartwright. What a story that is, a rugby league story. I spoke to him on the Zoom press conference during the week, me and Jed one-on-one. You mentioned him in the Zoom to press Wayne, conference. And Wayne, to Wayne. Wayne did sort of agree with me, yeah. It's, it's been impressive. Great, what a story. Like The media don't want to talk about footy. They mm. completely missed it. We're all over it here. The guys yeah. come from obscurity mid-year. Son of a legend. Son of a legend. No no football during the year. All of a sudden, he finds himself in the Gun 17 in a semi-final preliminary. And come on and went okay. Ran the ball good. Went good. And I said that to him in the Zoom press conference. That we thought he'd be in the side because of his versatility. And he said, yes, I've played a few different positions.
3: And that's why he's done his job. And he'll be there, I'd say, next week too. Uh, uh, son of a legend. another son of a legend. Siro Had a bit of a mixed start. Dropped that ball. But I reckon the rest of the game, he was, he was strong, boys. Yeah. Strong carries. Big shots. Big defence. Sua back this week. Put on a big shot in that second half. Mm-hmm. Come off the bench. Unfamiliar role for Sua, But... Once he came on, I think he played the game out, by the looks of it. Yeah, I did notice um, that. He he put a couple of shots on, legal ones. Oh, legal ones. So, I mean, the last one was legal, in my opinion, anyway. The poor old Knights,
2: like, they were already getting battered, and here comes Jaden putting shots on. They're having a the second look. What
1: about Cameron Murray, boys? How good was he? Oh, he had a big
2: game.
3: Even oh. his second stint. He just, yeah. he comes on so explosive in the back end of the game. Yeah. And yeah. They, they can't handle him, mate. We just
1: expect it from him, don't we? and, yeah. and He goes unnoticed. Yeah. And... We're just talking about all these other players, but if you break down Cameron Murray's game, he was probably one of the best on the field. 100%. Of
2: course he was. Like We know he's one of the best players. That's in what the
1: world. we expected from him, don't we? We know he's one
2: of the best players in the world, and I suppose it's... Sorry, Cameron, if you're listening, I know you follow us on our socials and all that. We should be giving you more higher praise, but we just expect it from you. We know you can do it. Yep, no well, he's, uh
3: and I saw his dad Corey yesterday after I left you blokes at Brook Street yep. Bakery walking his dog, yeah, he had his South's collared shirt on, his hat. Yeah, we saw him. And he's walking yeah. the dog and you know, We all saw him. I thought, yeah, that's, we saw that's, him. that's I said that's a good sign, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was, was an, no, yeah. it was an omen. I pipped him, I don't know if he's seen me. Yeah, anyway. Shout yeah. out to you, Corey, who yeah.
2: listens yeah. to the show. So just before we move on, last week we asked for scores, chaps. You said forty six to twelve. You weren't far off.
3: You got the score right. This score. Uh, I wasn't far off. That's all right. I don't want to gloat, but forty six, you're a you're a bloody Just a quick one about that press conference again. Um it was pretty disrespectful to not to not actually talk about the game, one of boys. You know, like,
1: well, it happens every week, chaps.
3: It's disgrace. It's disgraceful, and, yeah. and even the one after it, where one of the ladies uh, questioned Wayne about bringing Cam Murray off. Was he injured? Hang on, Murray comes off just about every game. You're obviously mm. not paying attention to our football games. Yeah. If you watch Shouse games, you know Murray only plays 80 minutes every. Rarely, if we have early injuries or something like that, he comes off.
2: It's a big story. They're doing their job. Understandable. But have some balance reporting. Talk about that, but talk about a preliminary final, one of the biggest games of the season. So ask a question about both, not just, oh, give me a headline, give me a headline.
1: I'm sure it'll be on again next week. Yeah, and and
3: we spoke about um, some records that tumbled, boys. Now, I'm just... Over a two-week period, we've scored 106 points. Now, I can only remember another time. I think it was rounds 22, 23, 2011... Uh, we had Sandow in the side and all that. Now, Nathan Merritt went back to full-back against Parramatta. He scored five tries. We beat him 56-6 to six at ANZ Stadium. I think six days later, we went down to the nation's capital. Nathan scored another... I think he scored another three or four tries. And we beat him 47 points to 18. That was 103 points. We just eclipsed that mm. in a fortnight. You, know, you just don't run through trucks like that very often. So right. let's hope we can repeat the dose and, and get some points on the board boys we've got a couple other
1: records there um, Movo
2: right, so I had a chat to Marco Sivers from the South Sydney Rabbitohs Almanac this morning and he gave us a bit of stuff he's got a fantastic page that's where you find out all the first grade player numbers we share that on our website webpage and he gave us some stuff from the game it was Adam Reynolds 250th game across three grades 2000 points across three grades 200 points now in the season well done Renner Alex Johnson moves to equal third on the South's all-time try-scorers list. How good is that? We've had some great try-scorers play yeah. for this mighty club. And another little stat that he gave us was 46 is our highest ever finals score, eclipsing the 45 we scored in the 1956 semi versus the Magpies. So it was a record-breaking day. Good sure was. Yeah, I said I mean- last week I'm excited, and I still am. Yep, definitely. Even more so now.
3: Yeah, I mean, 19 line breaks in a fortnight, that's that's pretty special. And uh, nice. We're not playing the worst teams in the comp. We played the Roosters, though, the favourites, obviously. The Knights were made the top eight. They were a chance of making the top four half through, through the season before they struck a few injuries at the hooker position. I think that, you know, just, just reflecting on the Knights' season. It was a good season by them. Hadn't made the semi since 2013. Congratulations to the coaching staff up there. You know, we've got no yep. bad blood against the Knights. You know Willie Peters, mean? our man Willie. Our man Willie. He's been Mines on stuff. the show before. Yep. He's a top bloke. Um, I'm sure he's happy to get out of the bubble. David Ferner. Have a few beers. Dave Ferner. He's been at the Rabbitohs as well. he give us a little shout-out for Sutto, for our Sutto special last year, and he's a nice bloke, Dave. I'm glad he's picked up a job. Adam so, O'Brien, a really David great Brad, first yep. year. Uh, I, and I think that Bradman Bess is an impressive... Impressive fellow. He's got rep football written all over him, boys. Yeah, no, he plays aggressive,
1: doesn't he? That was a good try he scored. Yeah. There was a couple of early crows that went off as well on social media. All them Roosters supporters. It was.
3: Yeah, well, they don't don't know rugby league like we do over here at the Rabbitohs. Death riding. I got a text from my mate, Rob Cooper.
2: Just said, wow, when we were down 14-0. So I just text back, I love an early crow. (laughs) <laughs> and and you know, I uh had a few more texts a bit later as well to him but yeah it was very satisfying to avenge those you know silly comments
3: early on grew up a Panthers supporter too Rob Cooper <laughs> he's from the foot of the mountains uh, another yeah. turncoat a lot of them have... and a lot of rooster supporters are turncoats they start off <laughs> somewhere else and finish up over there when they start winning so they've got
2: an identity crisis some of them and so, a lot of them like our mate Stephen Hayes are closet souse fans they see that that's like a it's a love hate relationship <laughs>
3: Yeah, Jules Parry went off last night. Oh, Jules, Jules. Parry. He said oh, our defence is terrible, and I said, I oh, just want to remind you, you've conceded 87 points in the last um, fortnight, so yeah, just, just <laughs> what rock have you been hiding under, son? Exactly. And <sighs> anyway. Then try to uh, entice you with a $1,000 bet. Mm. Oh, yeah, they big name themselves, the Don't Jules they? fans. Yeah.
2: yeah. But anyway, um, we move on to the Eels next week, and we'll talk about that later in the show. So let's chuff off to our first break here on Rabbidoze Radio Podcast. Oh, yeah. The Juniors is the spot I'm showing sure you a lot. Welcome back. welcome back Welcome back welcome back welcome back Welcome
1: back Yeah, the juniors is the spot
3: I'm show sure you a lot. Welcome back Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. OK, Rabbi Radio listeners, we've got Rabbi's Hooker. Damien Cook, brought to you by Rise Foundation Australia, Rabbitoh number 1117. Welcome to Rabbitohs Radio, Cookie. Hey guys, thanks for having me. No worries mate, Uh, well first of all, congratulations, fantastic win last night.
0: It was a great win and uh, obviously we got off to a bit of a slow start there. It Dropped 14 points but we uh, managed to get ourselves back into the game and, uh, and go on with it, which is a great result to go on from last week's result.
3: Yeah, the spine's in unbelievable form the last fortnight you now we, we've put on 106 points and you've had a hand in every single one of them either the nine six seven or one so uh, it's a combination that has uh, obviously taken a while to click but it's it's hot right now mate
0: yeah they uh, yeah, it's fine he's going well at the moment uh and yeah we do put it back down to uh, everyone in the whole team doing our job and that's what's been probably the best uh, best things for the last couple of months is just uh, everyone knowing their role, uh, not just within the spine, but the whole team. but the forwards laying a great platform for us, and and allowing our, our halves to play on the front foot, and the outside backs to finishing it off. But you know, I, I know, you know especially Cody, he's been playing some really good footy. Um, you know, lots of try assists and a couple of tries himself. Uh, but the work you know Adams doing inside in there and to put him into that space uh and the work he's doing to tie up those first lot of defenders before to put Cody into space has uh been outstanding so those two boys uh they've got a great combination at the moment they're playing some really good footy and i think you know the biggest biggest uh great sign for us i mean is uh is Corey Allen you know we lost the trail to an injury and Corey come in and he hasn't been able to play reserve great footy or get his Get his match fitness up or anything like that, but he's coming, hasn't missed a beat, and I think uh, everyone, every South member, will be quite happy uh, with how Corey's playing.
1: Uh, definitely, mate. He's uh, he's taken the ball by the horns, mate. And what about the young brigade, mate? Uh, Junior and Bailey Siren, and uh, they are they've yep. coming along leaps and bounds with only a limited amount of games under their belt.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah Junior's been um, he, he's been great. Junior's been building the last couple of years. And just, I think he's starting to get the the credit for it now, uh, and see the re- rewards. He obviously scored a double last night, which was great. Great to see him get over the try line after uh, a great performance. You know, we we're under a lot of pressure at the start of the game last night, and a lot of defence was needed by us in the middle. And uh, he definitely made sure we stayed strong in the middle there. And especially his second stint when we we're holding the ball a bit more, he he showed us what he can do. And he's juniors juniors always working hard on his game, and, and it's great to see him uh, getting the credit for it now. And and Bailey, the other one, is uh you know, he's just been he'd definitely be one of Wayne's first picks every week, I, I think. He's just he he can play in many positions as well, so he covers a lot for us there and he's just a footballer. He's got a lot of skill about him and he's tough as well. He's he uh he'll take those tough carries for you. But you know, he's doing a great job defensively on that edge as well and, and runs a good line. So, mate, he's uh he's been one of the highlights of our, our year this year as as a team is um, Bailey and for sure.
2: How did the leg pull up, mate? You took a bit of a knock there last night,
0: yesterday, haven't Yeah, the, just a the couple of things probably happened during this year. Just a, a couple of little injuries, uh, but yeah, nothing, nothing serious or anything that will keep me out of out of the, out of uh, any any footy, which is good. And the knee was more of a, a knee clash with um, with Kalen. I think I got an offload from Liam there. When me and Kalen came together, just our knees collided. So uh, that one took a bit to sort of. Warm up and uh, get going again, but uh, the ankle is just—I um, rolled it against the Cowboys, and it's just gets a bit sore in the, in the back of my ankle. And I think I just jarred that a little bit again. So it's just—it's more of an annoying, annoying injuries to have. There, there's no structural damage whatsoever, or anything that would um, you know, stop me from playing any footy. So it's just mm-hmm. more something I just make, keep sure I maintain, stay on top of, and uh, make sure it's uh, best it can, best it is, uh, get it right before any game and. Um, you know, this time of year, I'm sure everyone, all all the boys have uh, got some niggles somewhere. Uh, but you know, it's about whichever team can stay the, the fittest and the healthiest and um, and get the job done.
2: Well, we could see it was okay because two of the highlights of the game, firstly, was the try when you ran from dummy half after Keon got us on the front foot with the, some post contact motors and you picked up Cameron. That was awesome. And then the one in the second half when Cam scooped up that loose ball and put you away. So well, it was good to see
0: you in full flight, mate. Yeah, it was good, mate. Obviously, uh, Keon for one—he's uh, he always got his quick play with the run before as well. He's he's been playing really good footy for us, and you know, he's been working hard on his game too. So he's uh, he's definitely someone I know when I give the ball to. you know, he, you know we, we could be getting a quick play ball off the back of that. So he's doing great for us, uh, and it was it was good to get him get him behind the ruck there, and um, obviously Camo as he does, he's always pushing up through the middle and. Uh, uh, I get a lot of joy out of setting up setting him up for tries. Um, you know, I just he's, he's always there and uh, he gets the rewards for that too. So uh, it was great to get a, get a little quick play ball and, and get get through the uh, into the backfield. And uh, that last one uh, where Cam sort of picked up the the loose ball and passed it to me, it was the space was there to be taken, but I was um, <laughs> it was late in the game. It was... Uh, I was quite tired so once, once we got once I managed to get over that try line it was uh, I was definitely bugged so uh, <laughs> but once I think I broke that first, first tackle Bradman Best caught me very quickly he um once I got out of that one I, I know uh Campbell Graham was in support here yeah, but mate, I don't get over the try line too much so once I'm about 30 out yeah, and I I can see the light <laughs> I, uh, I'll, I'll go I'll for go it a, yeah, uh, yeah. Had
3: <laughs> three tries against the Knights this year you obviously love playing against them mate now um you spoke about your injury, and it, that sounds pretty positive, mate. Now, for other South fans, um, how, how else did we pull up, mate? Renault didn't take that final kick. Um, looks like Jackson Paulo might have pulled up a bit lame there t- towards the back end of that game as well, mate. Everyone pull up all right?
0: Yeah, I think everyone, everyone's pulled up all right. Um, Renault, I knew it was just, I think he did tell me during the game what happened, he, he, uh, that's why he didn't kick it and let Gag kick the ball, which was, uh, good sign to g- uh, gag his hamstring because he hasn't been doing any goal kicking since he done that. So good to see he's got full confidence back there. And Jackson will be fine, I- I'm pretty sure. But I saw uh, uh, Reynolds at recovery this morning and um, he- he's been fine. And he's just... Uh, he's-, 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 he's pulled up fine from yesterday's game. A little bit sore, but as-, as everyone is. But, um, you know, the wind makes that a lot easier too. He's a tough little man our Captain, isn't he? He's been going good. He, he is, mate. He's been going really good. He's been leading from the... I think he's been you know, based his game off his defence. And I think he's been doing that really well. You know, he's really getting leading line speed on that uh, on that right edge and get up there and puts his body on the line against some big second rowers, you know, sending traffic his way. And I don't think everyone notices, but every time, he's very targeted in uh, attack when when he's kicking the ball too. You know, guys are trying to take him out. Uh, they're trying to put pressure on him and he, get, he bounces up every time and gets back in the game and just... He's a tough little bugger, and he's all heart, mate, and that's why that's why he's our leader, and that's why he, he leads the way, and everyone follows because we see we see him doing it. Uh, he inspires inspires the rest of us. So, and like I said before, I know Cody, Cody's getting get some good mentions, uh, which which he deserves uh, with the try assist and the, the tries and the good foot he's playing, uh, which he is. But you know, together as a combination, you know, Adam's been outstanding for him as well into the team.
1: Uh, well said, mate. It doesn't get missed here on Rabbitohs Radio
0: anyway.
3: Now, uh, where are you from and what was it like growing up there? Well,
0: I'm from Helmsburg, uh, which is it's in the Illawarra Rugby League region, which is just outside the uh, Sutherland Shire. Yeah, about, and I played Helmsburg Tigers juniors uh, till about the under-14s before going down to the, the Rural Butchers. And that's where I played all my uh, juniors and a little bit of seniors before moving into the systems of Harold and SG Borg, with... Uh, with the Illawarra Steelers so played my 20s out at uh, Penrith Panthers actually and moved out there for a bit of an opportunity had some good hookers down here in the Dragons they were pretty happy with so felt it was a good option to get out get away and try and you know make a name for myself out there at Penrith and played two years there before coming back to the Dragons for the Illawarra Cutters I were lucky to lucky I had them to come back into the, com- uh, into the com- competition because I didn't really have a team to go to so I was pretty lucky there and Obviously, yeah, end up debuting there. So it was definitely definitely worth the move back and debut to the Dragons in 13. And I didn't only play the two games there before moving to the Dogs. And I was lucky enough to play a good game against South in my second year at the Dogs. And and then from there, I've obviously signed here and been here for I don't know, five years now, which is the time's flown, mate. But the move to South was, you know, for a good opportunity as well. Obviously, the dogs couldn't um, keep me around. Obviously, you know, salary cut reasons and, you know, squad being full and they already had some hookers. So, you know, I went to South for an opportunity as well, but it's been a a great move, even those first couple of years, you know, in 16, 17. We we obviously didn't play finals, but um, the bunch of boys we got there, uh, it's the most enjoyable footy I'd I'd had so far in those first two years. But now we're starting to see the rewards of it, these these last couple, and and hopefully we can go on and um, get the big one this year.
2: So you mentioned you were at the Dragons and only a couple of games there and then played a bit of footy at the Dogs. So it took you a little while to establish yourself to the Origins test star you are now.
0: Yeah, it, it did take a little while, mate. And to be honest, um, after 20s, I probably wasn't I wasn't one of those players ready to go into first grade. I don't think I was ready to play. So I was lucky to have that, that New South Wales Cup, you know, the reserve grade to get to play in and, and sort of develop my game there and. Uh, you know, play against men and sort of grow as a player a bit, bit more before moving into first grade. And I, I probably got my debut because of you know a couple of injuries, uh, which uh, were obviously great. And but you know, when I got across to the Dogs, it probably I knew I, when I went to the Dogs, I knew I wasn't going to be, you know, there playing hooker at that first year because Mick Evans was there and obviously playing some great footy. But I went there to, you know, learn from him and I just, um, you know get as much out of training with him as, as possible and the next year obviously we had Leisha. Michael Leesha come there as well as you know he's playing some really good footy coming out of the under 20s and I probably thought a little bit that I, I wish I, should, I, I could have been playing as well then I thought I might have been ready then and uh, but didn't get as much footy until the end of the year but you know once I, once I got to South, I had some, some other battles there as well So had types against some, some quality hookers that's for sure with you know Cam McInnes who obviously knows the captain of the Dragons now and uh, he's a great player, but you know, training alongside him and then Robbie Farah, I think that all those little things that happened along the way, I just sort of uh, grew as a player, uh, developed my game from training training against those guys. I, I think training against them, especially uh, Robbie and, and Cam McKinnis from Ratt, when they were both at South as well, was that sort of in-house competition that made you really work hard for it. And there's no doubt that's uh, been a big reason why where we are today you 've based your
1: game uh, a, lot, a lot of your game is around your speed and and it's been well documented you're a, a beach sprint champion tell us about that career
0: <laughs> yeah, It was a short career finished in uh when I was under 15 but yeah yeah I was I obviously did a surf club growing up which was something all my brothers and sisters did as well uh, a lot of my family did so I was just uh, sort of born into that and uh, it was good fun. Uh, obviously, I mean, if it was more of the, the flags and the sprint didn't do too much uh, events in the water, if any, to be honest. Uh, I was, uh, but flags was obviously the main event. Uh, main event that I that took part in and had a bit of success there uh, growing up. But, you know, I got to a point where, uh, especially how mat's where pre-season started in the, a bit in the summer as well. So, you sort of had to come to terms and, and pick a sport that you wanted to do and obviously rugby league was always that sport. But, you never know, mate. Uh, one day, I, once the footy's done, I, I think I might go back and jump back in the flag and have a go again. Yeah, no, a lot of good fun, mate, <laughs> spending, spending the
1: days down there at the nippers and on the beach.
0: Yeah, no, it is it is great. And that's, I think that's what I, I look back now. Now that I've got a little one, I look at all the family and the parents and what they used to do while they, all it was for them was just uh, Sunday drinks, I think, for them. So, yeah, yeah, so uh-huh. you go uh-huh. down there and the kids would, kids, kids would do the nippers from 8 to 11 and next thing you know, all it was then, was just – Drinks up in the surf club, so man, I'm looking forward to that part as well. well when we can ever get there, so. Uh, but yeah, my, my little one, I think that, you know, I'll put in her in the surf club. The reason my mum and dad did was, you know, not just for, you know, the nipper side of it, just more for, um, you know, the surf safety sort of stuff as well. So educate them on that. So when she eventually does want to go down the beach and uh, with her friends and that, at least yeah, they know they they know what they're doing. They and all that stuff, and you can be confident they'll be alright uh, down there.
3: And it was her birthday the other day, I believe.
0: No, it was, uh, it was my wife's birthday, uh, but it was, it was Will- Willow's going to be. She's going to be one uh, in October, so October twenty sixth. Yeah. So she was eleven months the other day, which was which was scary too. It's been this year's flown past. But I know it's, with this COVID and everything, and in lockdown, that she's been uh, she's been the blessing. And uh, this whole this whole whole year, you know, we've obviously been in a tough situation being in this bubble, but. Coming home to her every day and keeping me keeping me busy and just watching her grow up—it's just—it's been a, a great distraction away from what's really going on.
2: Well, I was a former Marubra tadpole, so we do share that. I loved going, growing up in the Nippers and going up to the Sydney branch and the state carnivals and all of that. What club were you a yep. member of back in the day, mate?
0: Helensburgh Stemwell Park. All right, okay. Uh, just 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 near the uh, the Sea Cliff Bridge, I think a lot of people probably know that better. So just yep. north of that, so. That was my beach. Most of us there were all mainly beach sprinters and flaggers because there's a massive shore dump there, so we weren't too good in the water because no one really wanted to get in at that beach. So, no, but it was a good little, good little club, but I live in the Shire now, so I think I might have to choose between one of these clubs up here. Not too sure, but, but yeah, Maroobo, they were quite a strong club when, when we were growing up as well. Wanda's pretty strong as well. Wanda are, yep. They're, uh, they're like the, they're like the, I guess the roosters of uh, yeah. of, of the footy. That's I, it, mate. I guess they they got a lot of they got a oh, lot we might of We won't be joining so. them
3: then, mate. We won't be going there.
0: <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> might, might keep it humble. Go to a lure or something. Yeah, so, why not,
3: mate? Now, did you do much surfing growing up, mate? Obviously, you're around the beach, I, and did you give that a crack yeah, a few I times? Did,
0: yeah, a little bit, more bodyboarding and stuff. But you know, but yeah, you know, did did a bit of surfing here and there. But i be honest, the one thing I'd I, uh, you know, when I moved out to Penrith for twenties that's when I sort of didn't try, didn't go back to it after that. Uh, I think I just lost it a bit. Not that I, I wanted to. I was just being out there at Penn, you obviously no beach other than the Pean River. So uh, we just didn't, I just didn't uh, sort of pick it up once I moved back again. But one thing I wish I really did was, wish I was really good at surfing. because it's something you can do anywhere around the world whenever you travel and, you know, so it's, uh, it's something I'd love to get back into, but. There's, um, there's obviously injuries involved as well, so sometimes during the season it's it's um, not the smartest thing to do.
3: So you know Johnny Sutton, is that what you're saying, mate?
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm no, definitely know Johnny Sutton. <laughs> uh, he goes right on the board. Right, so, he goes, terrific. Um, he goes terrific, terrific, mate.
3: Not many are. Uh, not I've, many are. Jo- Joey's no, another no. One, another rugby looper Joey and yep. Fitz, yep, um, Fitzgibbon, yep. the Roosters' assistant coach, he, he can surf too. Yeah,
0: no, he he loves it too. Yeah, so man, I wish I was as good as them. Um, That's just Maybe when I retire, I might take up some lessons from Johnny if he'll take me out. <laughs> it means I might have to go out to Marooba, but I don't think he goes to many other beaches. <laughs>
3: awesome. yeah. I will no. look after you down Maruba, mate. Don't worry about that.
0: Oh, cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: our, our host here, Grant Chapel, a bra boy, so he'll, uh, he'll oh, look after good.
2: Now. <laughs> <laughs> now, we'll move on. Your brother Simon was destined for a rugby league career, we believe, and he broke his L4 and L5 discs in his back. Yep. That must have been a hard time for the family.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, you know, it was. It's, my brother someone who I look up to, especially. Uh, he's a big reason why I wanted to play footy. That's who I followed. My older brother. I have hung around with him whenever I could. Um, you know, I grew up with his. His sort of group of friends as well. You know, I just wanted to hang around him. And and I uh, remember going around to watch him trial. He trialled for South. He he was at the Dragons. They captain like, uh, one of the, the lower grade sides coming through with the Steelers. And you know, I think it was against Penrith uh, one day. I think in the SG. Oh, I think, or oh, maybe how Mattson just he got got hit the wrong way and obviously hurt his back a bit. But it wasn't until uh, Tuesday, the next. I still remember the Tuesday try to play Oztag tag and and then on the we- Wednesday night he couldn't get out of bed uh, and that's when we obviously found out uh, how serious it was and obviously kept him out for a long time. Uh, but it, it's that one thing I picked up from my brother is uh, his work ethic. I think and that's that, you know that the family talk about it. I've, we comparing the two. I, I'm, I probably had more of the, sk- the skill, I guess, between the two of us, more of the speed and, and stuff. And that uh, you know, he had the, he had the heart and, and the work ethic as well. Uh, but that's something I've, I I learned from him as well. So and it's something you know, every time um, he's followed my career very closely, and a lot of the time he's, he's a big reason why I'm why I'm playing, and and uh, he's a lot of the motivation too. And so I'm almost sort of playing his career as well. Him too, so I do. I do keep that in the back of my mind. How's he going these days, mate? He's going. He's, he's going good actually. He's uh. He lives over in Dubai. He's been there for about uh, seven years. His brother-in-law's lived there for a lot longer and and brought him over. He's got two young boys and, and a wife over there. Great young boys. Or the oldest one is starting to play a little bit of footy. He's he kills it actually. He goes very good. So hopefully we can bring him back here and play against some real competition in Australia than Dubai. <laughs> um, but he um, no, he's, doing, he's doing good he's obviously been a bit of a tough year for, this year for him because uh, his brother in uh owns a couple of companies and he brought him over there to help him run it but during COVID it's been obviously a struggle for everyone so he's been under the pump this year but um, he still he still keeps uh, up to date with all the footy uh, he loves his footy and um, he still manages to you know try and watch every game he can so and he's even he even manages the big games he um, tries to fly back for but I don't think he'll be able to this year if so, we get to the big dance.
1: So they got they got a bit of a rugby league system over there, have they, for the junior kids they, in Dubai? They
0: do it's, it's more rugby union, but they do have a bit of a like a league tag over there as well for the younger boys. Uh, but more rugby union at the moment is is more popular. But league's starting to pick up a little bit. Simon my brother even he even played a couple of he played last year, I think. Yeah, you know, they play, had a competition, he was playing, he was coaching a little bit there as well. Um, I think he actually got half to be in the Dubai national side too. So, and he's actually quite top heavy yeah. at the moment. So they must be struggling over there
3: <laughs> at the moment. So we'll have to get but, him on to Rabbitohs Radio, mate, to keep up with all oh, the Rabbitohs information <laughs> podcast anytime, anywhere. <laughs>
0: yeah, he, he he will, mate. He's, he's, uh, you won't get him off either. Yeah. He loves the chat and he'll tell you all his stats as well. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, but oh, yeah, we're he, big, um, we're big in Dubai, I think, over there. The, the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're eighteenth in Dubai, but anyway. <laughs> He, yeah. he actually once said about you, mate, that we were playing tackle and you worked out that if you sprinted along the fence that he couldn't tackle you. He said you're about, yeah. you said you're about 14 or 15. You just sprint down the fence line, step inside, and that's when he realised you're not just a fast footballer, you're a smart footballer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we obviously used to play one-on-one footy in the backyard and um, obviously he had me for size and, and strength, but I knew if I'd run along the pool fence, he'd be too scared to dive into the pool fence to tackle me, so... That that was how I used to sneak down the sideline to score some tries. So that was the little one I used to get over him. And but you know it it was it was always it was always funny growing up. You know because he always had it over me. And once I started to get a little bit bigger and hold my own, uh, we used to wrestle most most Christmases and um, see where we're at. And it was a couple of years ago I got it over him and he hasn't asked me back. So uh, I hold that over him at the moment too. Mate, you can't boot speed. No, you can't, mate. (laughs) He's uh, he's still got his old tricks. He's um, got a good center of gravity. He does for the size he is, and and he's only he's shorter than me too. So um, he knows how to use it well sometimes too. And after after a couple of drinks, it mum makes sure she cuts it short because we can get a bit <laughs> get a bit dangerous. Um, I could just picture
2: you just burning up that fence line <laughs> burning your brother yeah. in it. That, that that would be great to see. But also, you Olympic water polo goalie Alicia McCormack sent Simon a letter when he was crook and had a quote. If my mind can conceive it, and my heart can believe it, my body can achieve it. Now, that was made famous by Muhammad Ali, and it's
0: a, a mantra you've adopted. Yeah. So it was, um, first was, uh, obviously, my brother was growing up. Look, He, he wanted to play uh, footy as a career, and uh, I think it was a little quote that mum, uh, obviously, I think came on a little sign, and he used to have it in his room as well. And and obviously, you know, I was always hanging around him, so I, I knew... I knew I used to read it all the time, and and um, and then once once I started coming into grade uh, a little bit and reserve grade as well. Mum used to always send it, send that quote to me in the mornings of the games, and um, and then she used to she hated the idea of tattoos, but if she said if you like some tattoo for more than three years, then you can get it, and I obviously liked it and, uh, long enough. And then once I turned eighteen. I'd like to think that she lost her say in what I did. So, uh-huh. but yeah. uh, I went and got it. I've actually got that that uh, that quote tattooed now, uh, just on my ribs. On, on the ribs there. So uh, it's something that, you know, yeah, I think growing up. at first, for my brother. Uh, but then, I yeah definitely adopted that quote too. So, and stand by it today.
2: The words are great, and uh, we're going to share that on the episode webpage, But it's uh, they're good. It's a
0: good philosophy to live by, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is, mate. And it's. Um, it's just something I think I've yeah, it's definitely helped me get get to where I am today and it's just uh, I know if I can believe in myself and I feel like, you know, I get a lot of confidence in with how I train away, you know, in the off season stuff to get my body right and uh, that gives me confidence that I can hold my own and put those things together and just and back yourself. And that's sometimes the hardest part, I think, is the the confidence is the biggest one. You just gotta make sure you keep believing in yourself and backing back in your skill and you know and that's uh, a big thing that us us players go through sometimes you might lose a bit of confidence, but you know like at the moment we're you know, if it's all south at the moment we're playing with a lot of confidence, and just everyone's knowing if they do their job uh, it' will we'll get the job done and, and that's how it's, um, I guess that quote goes from you know individually to across the whole team as well and we touched on your
2: debut with the dragons. We always ask that question, and the next question we ask is your first try in first
0: grade. Can you tell us about that one? First try in first grade was against the bunnies, so which was good. It was I think I was playing against playing, obviously playing against South for the dogs, and I think we went down a short side. of hit Frankie Pritchard and he flicked it back up to Greg Craig Eastwood, or it might have been other way around. And they sort of just popped. It. Well, I think it was last tackle, so they must have popped it up in the air, and I happened to be running straight through and and dived over. So, but yeah, never, never forget your first try, mate. And I was actually lucky there. Like the next uh, couple of games, I went on a run and uh, I scored. Five, five straight in a row, five games in a row. So, but then the next year it was definitely a dry spell. I don't know if I even scored one in in 2016. Mate, plenty more to come, and hopefully
1: a, a couple next week as well, mate.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, last night was obviously good to get across the line, but at the moment it's just, you know, we know, we know as uh you know as in the middle, we speak about it, as the forwards. We like we just know if we do our job in defence and. Get that line job and defending together, and we're running hard. We just know if we we get our, our team on the front foot. Adam and Cody at the moment will just do the rest. we they've got all the confidence in those two guys that you know we've got outside backs who are um, you know Jackson in his first year as well, rookie year. He's doing an outstanding job. He just knows his role, uh, and they got Corey as well at the back. Do, know, knows his role, and they're just um, they're doing outstanding, mate. So we just know as as a 4 pack. Uh, Do do we do our part. We might get a try here and there like Junior did last night, which is great. But, you know, these outside backs, they're they're doing an outstanding job at the moment. So uh, we're just going to make sure we lay the platform for them.
1: Yeah, mate. we just spoke about that exact thing on the show just before, mate, is uh, although the spine's going well, the the forwards have got to lay that platform. And and like you just touched on, mate, uh, the forwards are certainly doing that.
0: Yeah, they are. And uh, it's like all teams. You need to be on the front foot. It's very hard for a spine to play on the back foot. So a lot of it, the forwards in a lot of teams don't get the credit for it. And you know, that's why immediate, I guess, a bit immediate start of the year, the chaps would tell you know, Terrier, they'd always be into our forward pack and say, oh, how are you going to go? You're going to have Sam and all that. And I was quite defensive with it because I knew, I knew how good our forward pack was and I knew how hard they'd been working. And that's why I'm, I'm just glad to see the. They're starting to get the rewards uh, they deserve. They, I, know, I see how hard they work at training, and I know the skill that they've got, and even the depth we've got. You know, we've we've got players like Paddy Mago uh, and Harmay who aren't getting a run mm. at the moment. And that just shows how strong our pack is and their quality players. That you know wasn't for injury, Harmay, Yeah, he could, he might be still in there playing consistently. And, but you know the how things going and the team's playing well. But you know Mark Nichols as well off the bench. Our bench is doing a great job, and, and Mark Nichols obviously keeps leads that as well he comes on and keeps us nice and straight uh keeps us square in defense and attack and make sure we're heading in the right direction uh but it's a really good mix and they're sharing the workload really well uh that's the best thing they yeah. they share it around and we're doing it all together so um yeah, I'm, i love playing behind this forward pack
3: oh no, good yeah i've been constantly giving our forward pack a rap. the mainstream media sort of overlooked us most of the season and and you spoke about mark nichols one of the real unsung heroes and Easily his best season of his career. His footwork at the line, real late footwork, just getting those extra few metres. And he does so much work in defence in the middle of the field. Uh, he's, he's got yeah. a big wingspan on him, doesn't he? It's like a, he, it's he like does, an albatross. He does. <laughs> he
0: does. And I think that's like he is the unsung hero, and, and and that's why you see us so happy when we when he gets over the trial line. not just because he doesn't get over too many times. Um, he was actually, but um, you know we just know how good he is and how important he is to our side and. Uh, he's doing he's doing a great job for us uh, in the middle and and his footwork he, he gets all, he gets all of us at training still. like we we know it's coming at training but yet it's just uh, he's too good sometimes and you see him off the kickoff runs as well like these guys run down there ready to belt him but he's just you know I don't know he stays calm and that I'd hate to do a kickoff carry for sure I don't know <laughs> how they do it uh, but little footwork he pops his head through and it, people don't know how how important that gets you set off to a great start just little things like that and he's but you know when he also no matter how the start of the game's gone, uh, you know we might be under the pump a little bit, uh, but when you know when he comes on, uh, especially those two younger boys as well, Cairn, he just he just squares us back up and he makes sure we just get to the back, back to the basics and make sure we're going straight, we're going hard and straight, and just gets our line speed up. And they're two of the basic things for us in the middle middles that we live by is just running hard uh, and good line speed, and that's what he makes sure he does. So he's um made, like you said, it's definitely his best season yet.
3: And Wayne loves that sort of thing mate, we're getting back to the basics uh, and most of all, importantly about Nico, he's a top bloke mate, he's a really great person
0: He is mate, he's a great bloke uh, great to have, I don't, you know, you know, don't know a person that said a bad word about Nick, Nico and um, you know, he's just uh, great to have around the team as well, he's also the uh, I think he might, I'm not sure if he's the oldest, he definitely looks like he's the oldest though. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> we give it to him a little bit about that but he takes it well but um, mate I know he's having a great year in he's his little daughter Darcy now as well and I know he's loving that and uh, now everything's just going well for him which great great to see.
1: Uh, great man. Mate just uh, touching back on your family you've got an uncle that that was uh, that played the game and our co-host here Steve Maven actually made his debut in the same game as your uncle made his debut.
0: Peter Phillips. Myrtle. Yeah. Yep. Myrtle's his nickname. I think that's how he's mainly named around when I talk to the uh, the older players that played in his theory they uh, I sort of say his name sometimes and they don 't don 't know but as soon as I say myrtle they they understand who i 'm talking about but He had no neck that 's what he was known for as well. He had big traps and not really not much of a neck on him but um
1: a great little player. He, uh,
0: he he was yeah and uh, i still I, I still remember growing up when I used to go stay at my grandparent's um you know my, my pa would put, put his games on for me so I could watch him watch him and he 's another one like my brother he's an, he 's another big reason why. I wanted to play NRL as a crew You know, seeing him, I didn't get—I don't remember too much of him playing, but yeah, you know, obviously watched up unless I was watching it on, uh, you know, the recordings. But you know, he's another big reason he stays in touch with me. Message—we stay in contact a lot. Uh, he's always messaged me after, you know, games and and before him as well, and checking in. And he's a—he's another big one that I looked up to and wanted to sort of follow in his footsteps of playing uh, NRL as well.
2: Well, I do remember him because in our debut, both of us. We played Illawarra at Redfern. They flogged us twenty six to two, and he scored a double. So now he's a, he's good, a player. good player.
0: Good player, your uncle. Yeah, no, that's what um, that's what they, they tell me. He he doesn't he keeps it pretty quiet about his about his career. But you know, uh, mum and that mum t- tells me he was actually quite a really good player, even though he, he doesn't give much away about it. But you know, he still loves his footy, and you know, so that's why it's, um, he stays, It keeps us that, sort of get that bond between uh, him and myself as well. And and um, that's how we stay in touch as well. And no, it's been, it's been great. And uh, you know, he, he's come down to the big games as well. He, you know, flew down to the Origin Origin Day and made tall hills there. And you know, so there are some special moments there with him.
2: And I met your mum and dad in Mudgee. Lovely people.
0: And she year off. Yeah, no, <laughs> and, your, and
2: your mum proudly told me that you know she, her brother was Peter Phillips. But yeah, they must be yeah. good support for you and very proud of you, mate.
0: Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, mum and dad, they're, they're they're great sport. Very lucky to have, yeah, you know, have them my parents. You know, even growing up, every game they've made sure uh, they do anything possible to be at my footy or get me to where I need to go for footy or training, whatever it was. You know, dad was work. He'd work a uh, night shift, but he'd make sure he would get me to train down the coast, come back, go to work, and then you know, so he did did what he had to do. He'd, he'd um work overtime some days so he can have the to come watch me play. You know, footy. Another day, so uh, you know I, that hasn't gone forgotten. That's for sure, and um, I know that they're my biggest biggest fans, and along with the rest of my family, and that uh, they they love it. They, that's what they live for each week. At the moment, they um you know they're, they make sure they they're down the fence after every game. So I see them after every game and love having them there. And that's not just for NRL. That's you know even when it was in New South Wales Cup and we play over in New Zealand, they would still make the trip for that game as well. So very lucky to have a good, strong support network around me. Mate, uh, away from footy, you
1: got, you're got you involved with a, a wellness centre out there in Caringbah. How's that going?
0: Well, I hope it's going well. I haven't been allowed to go there uh, since, <laughs> right. since yeah. we've yeah. been in lockdown. So um, I, w- I wish I could. It'd be good for the recovery at the moment. But no, that's been, that's been good, mate. It's uh, something I wanted to do uh, or look into probably a bit later on, but the opportunity came up to, to jump in with a – it was actually a couple of my brothers, mates, who were starting it up and – Asked me to to jump on board and, and I did and uh, I've really enjoyed that side. It's uh, been a big learning curve, especially uh, there's, you know six six of us there as uh, owners and we you know to get we got through our first year, which which involved COVID as well, which was uh, was a, I guess a great sign for the, the business and uh, you know once we open back up the local community around here as well, being straight back in there we've been quite busy so it's been been a good you know, learning experience for me about, you know, the small business world and, and how much goes into it. Uh, is, You know, I didn't understand that part of it, but now now I'm sort of starting to learn it a bit more. But now it's been great to have that on the side. And um obviously when I can, it's been great to be able to use it as well, but just haven't been able to. You know, yeah, give it a plug, mate. What's it called? Liqueur Wellness. Liqueur
1: Wellness. And you can get the, yeah. the Normatec boots down there and the flotation tank and
0: Yeah, we've got uh, the boots and then we've got the flotation tank, uh, which is great. That's one of my favourites. It's just um, complete silence and you're floating in. uh, I think it's like 500 kilos of Epsom salt, which is it's magnesium, which Mm -hmm. is great for recovery and stuff. And you know, I used to do that every captain's run, along with the cryotherapy, which is like the uh, the cold chamber. It gets down to uh, you know minus 150, 160 degrees for three minutes. And Mm -hmm. then we've also got the sauna, and then we've got a big Big beauty section as well, you know, all that sort of stuff that I don't really dabble in too much. But come contract time, I might have to go in. might get the Botox and look a bit fresh when I go back in chat to chat to Blake and Brock. We might get Maybe vou- San Diego we might- down there.
3: We might get a voucher <laughs> yeah. for Mavo too. Why not, for Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> well.
2: um, it sounds very inviting, what you just described. I know. Well,
3: obviously, that's why you back up week in, week out, doing 50, 60 tackles in the middle. You, you led the metres Yesterday, obviously, that's why you can bounce back a week later. Your recoveries sound like they're unbelievable, mate. Now, you spoke about the bubble. Now, what's the first thing you're going to do after we win the grand final when you break the bubble, mate? What are you What are you really missing? So after we win the grand final, I think he's got we'll get... to win 3 0. We'll be going back
0: to Red Turn, that's for sure. <laughs> Straight after the grand final when we win, that'd be good. And oh, what am I missing the most? I think just. Just little things like I know we went, we had beach recovery today, uh, which was we had to obviously get a polo approved sort of beach session. So we get down there and jump in the water. But you know, I wouldn't wouldn't mind just having that freedom to you know to go down there whenever you want as well. Especially with the warmer weather, being able to sit in a cafe uh, as well would be just nice. Just you know, even yeah, just having people over as well. I think the biggest thing at the moment is. My family not being able to come over when I'm here with Willow as well. So mm,
3: yeah.
0: uh, obviously they can they can catch up at different times with, with with my wife and they can come here when I'm not here as well. But, you know, it'd be, you know, the weather's getting nicer now. You'd love to have the family over and just watching her grow up. And I'd love to be able to take it down and see my grandparents as well. You know, it's, it's more little things like that, I think, but just it'd be nice to do. So catching up with family so they can see Willow because there's a good chance, you know, They've seen her when she was a newborn just before it started, and uh, they won't see her until she probably starts walking. So a lot of stuff there that missed out on, which makes you a little bit sad sometimes, but we understand what, what's, got to, what's got to be done. But, you know, we, the thing is it's there's light at the end of the tunnel, man. we're looking, we're, what, three weeks away. We've got to fully commit at the moment and uh, put everything into this last three weeks because we definitely don't want to uh, go short again.
2: Yeah, and I think chaps might have jumped their gun there because after the grand final, you've probably <laughs> got to go straight into an origin bubble. Well, you must yeah, be looking forward to that, I suppose. The big three-game series coming up.
0: I won't get ahead of anything ahead of myself at all, but uh, yeah, look, I'd, I'd love to play Origin again. And you know, those boys that do get selected in in that Origin squad, I think they've uh, they've said that they're going to go. Uh, they've all got to go back into a bubble around the eleventh. I think. Uh, you know, I think Courtney was talking. To one of the other partners are Tyson Brazil. He's been told. Uh, I think they were told that you know they once they. Got out of finals. I think they're back in on the 11th. They've got to go back into a bubble before going to camp on the 19th. So, uh, the further you go into the finals, those other boys that get selected won't be able to leave that bubble at all, most likely, and go straight into another mm. three to four week camp. But that's a whole different scenario then. Yeah, I think you do anything to be in that jersey. So, uh, but first things first, get this, uh, yeah, three more games here in the season, then we'll worry about anything that happens after that. Yeah, definitely,
1: mate. Uh, Just before we let you go, mate, Parramatta this week, how do we boot them?
0: Yeah, look, obviously, we played them a couple of weeks ago and uh, we put a really good, complete conformance against them. But I'm expecting a big different Parramatta side this time. I think the last couple of weeks they've shown their confidence has gone back up. They're starting to play the Parramatta footy that kept them in that top four side for all the years. So they're a quality side. And we saw that against Melbourne. They went toe-to-toe with Melbourne. So they're playing some good footy. You know, they've obviously had some injuries that happened in that game, but I think they'll both of those wingers uh, haven't heard anything. But, you know, if they, they get named, they, they're a great start to their set. We'll make sure we stop those boys getting their, their sets off to a great start. Their back three have chopped up some big metres, so make sure we slow that down. But uh, And now I know my, our forward pack can go toe-to-toe with their forward pack. And like I said, if we do that part right, we get our line speed right defence and really put the pressure on Parramatta and we hold the ball, uh, we've got to get the ball to Rano and Cody, and and they will they will finish the job off, no doubt about it.
2: And also, mate, we always ask, what do you like doing outside of football?
0: Outside footy, i look at the moment doing it doing a bit of uni, so I've uh, just we've got about one more year of that, just tick, ticking the the last couple of units off there. Whether that's actually like doing that at the moment, it's been a long time, so I won't say I love doing that at the moment, but got to get that done almost at the end and. But outside of footy, man, I love going on the beach, especially now the warmer weather. Uh, but I do do miss me golf a bit as well uh, and stuff like that. So looking forward to those two things uh, on a regular basis once, once we're done.
2: Oh, 100%. We were talking to Jackson Paulo uh, last week, and he said him and Steve Masters are keen to get on the golf course again. So once all this passes, mate, we're going to have to organise a golf day down at the Coast Golf well, Club it, or something.
0: It sounds like we need to have our South Golf Day uh, when we're out of the bubble. So all the boys are keen to play. 100%. I know Gag is. He, he normally used to play three days a week, so he must be stressing at home. I know he's been hammering the uh, golf PlayStation game, that's for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've
2: seen a few of those plays, yeah. <laughs> a had, few of the
0: boys have. So. Yeah, I actually played in the Rabbitohs
1: Golf Day a couple of weeks ago, and it was a bit unfortunate you boys couldn't play, but uh, it was still a good day.
0: Yeah, no, it's, and it's normally a great day. The boys love that one, and um, yeah, and I saw a couple of pitches go up of the golf day, which was, uh disappointing we missed uh it, but I'm glad they still got it on for, for everyone else.
2: We'll get back to normal soon, mate. And look, you've spoken we, really we well, will. and I can see why you're getting that gig on Foxtel. Is, there, is that going to lead to something down the track
0: as a permanent role? Look, I've sort of I wouldn't say fallen into it, but I've, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, there's a couple of things. I really enjoy the uh, Big Fourth Breakfast Radio I do every every week uh, with, the, with, with the boys, and uh, I've enjoyed that part of it. And, and the Fox League stuff's been a bit different this year. Obviously, we've done it over FaceTime each Tuesday but I do enjoy it. I didn't think I would uh, to be honest when I was a couple of years ago I didn't think media would be something that I'd look look at after footy but uh, I, I, to be to be fair I'm enjoying it at the moment. If there is a career after footy and it's a way to stay in the game I,
3: I'd love to, yeah. Yeah, indeed mate. I reckon you're fantastic in the media, mate and I, I reckon you should Thanks, pursue mate. that um, once your career is over in nine years time, mate, I think it is. hope so, mate. You've got plenty of good years left, me, mate.
0: Uh, yeah, he's setting the, limit, the age limit at the moment, so that's good signs for all of us. Hopefully we can keep playing. Obviously, he's a different breed, but um, you know, if we keep, hopefully we can you know, get a few more years out. I'd love to play as long as I can, yeah, and I'm, hopefully it's ours.
3: I'm pretty sure we're going to send him out with a loss his last game of his career, grand final day. Now, um, thanks for joining us straight after a big win against the Newcastle Knights, mate. Thanks for joining us on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, boys. You know, we, we've grown as a show. We've had many guests on, but geez, I don't know if anyone speaks better than Damien Cook. What a, what a star on and off the field, boys.
2: Yeah, it was a good interview, and thanks for that, mate. We know we kept you for a while, but we had a bit of ground to cover, and what a story. Like I said, he's had that slow start at the Dragons and the Dogs, and when he spoke about Penrith, Penrith and he was behind a few players. Some of the guys he rattled off, Ennis. And then he got out and he learned from Cameron Guinness and Robbie, and Robbie Farrer. And so it's just a great story from a guy that was, you know, a fringe first grader. Now he's a blues legend and Australian hooker.
3: More importantly, a Rabbitoh legend. Yes. It's a great story. You? Thanks. Thanks again, Cookie. We might chuff off to another break here on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. week's Remembering a Rabbitoh brought to you by South Sydney historian Brad Ryder is Michael Arthur Cleary. Born the 3rd of April 1940 in Roundwick, which made him turn 80 this year, boys. So he's no spring chicken. He's, he's your age, Mova. Still looks well. <laughs> <laughs> he still looks well. First grade number, 488. He went to Waverley College now, Michael was an exceptional athlete. In 1958, Waverley won both CHS athletics and rugby comps, and Michael was a prominent member of both teams. As a 17-year-old, his times for the 100-metre sprint attracted attention from all around the world, including the prestigious Stanford University in California, who have boasted athletes such as NFL stars Richard Sherman, Andrew Luck, Hall of Famer, John Elway, freak golfers, Tom Watson, Tiger Woods, and one of the all-time great tennis players, John McEnroe. So great list. if a university like that wants you as an athlete, you must be some athlete. Super brat. Love Super to get him on the oh, show. Oh, but he was a good player, McEnroe. As much of a wanker he was. Love he... to get him
2: on for a special moment in sport when he blew up at the Aussie Open. Reckon we'll get him <laughs>
3: Oh, you never know. You can only say no. (laughs) I don't reckon we get a a wink of the eyebrow off that bloke, but anyway, let's get back to a proper legend, a Rabbitohs legend. Cleary was a tri-scoring machine at Ramic Rugby, so Souths were desperate to sign him, but Cleary wanted to remain an amateur so he can compete in the 1962 Commonwealth Games in Perth, where he subsequently won a bronze medal in the 100-meter sprint. He was an instant success at South, scoring a try in his first five games, boys. And he went on to have a fantastic career there from 1962 right through to 1970. 139 games, first grade, 88 tries, one game in second grade, and he scored one try. That was in 68 by the looks of it. Well, he eight. scored a
2: try in his first five games. That's a fair record.
3: Is it what? He also scored four tries in that first season in losing... Team over at Brookville Oval And they got beat 26-23 to Manly Scored four tries on the losing side Now we won three grand finals with the Rabbitohs 60, 67, 68 and 70 Now we ended up leaving for the Chooks in 71 Which is uh, unfortunate But now he left because He told the South Sydney officials where to go After the 1970 grand final win over Manly they went to a plush restaurant in the city These are the officials While Sats was in hospital With a broken jaw Obviously getting it wired up And all the players were left at the league club With cold pies and warm beer <laughs> So we told him off and That's when he went over the chooks for a year And it looks like it was a mistake He didn't enjoy it over there Now some other achievements he had Played for New South Wales Between 62 and 69 11 games, 11 tries Not a bad strike record there He was also sent off versus Great Britain in a Test match. Now, he played eight Tests for Australia, scoring five tries in that same period, 62 to 69. And there was another time there where they had a foot race. It went with Park. And it was him versus the legendary Ken Irvine, who's the all-time greatest try scorer in Australian Rugby League. And for the record, he knocked him off. And it was a $2,000 prize purse. He beat Ken Irvine Big money. well they reckon he ran 9.5 for the 100 yard dash in the state championship once so he could motor and fly yeah um, and they both played for Australia so they both picked on the wing for Australia but Cleary was a right winger and so was Ken Irvine so they put Cleary over on the left wing now any time that one of those two touched the ball the crowd just went berserk boys they all lifted and screaming and they were just so exciting probably the best swing combination of all time you know when you look at it mm you know that the speed they possessed and the skill.
1: No stopping them in open space.
3: Oh, no. No, he had no chance. Now, he was a life member of the South Sydney Rugby League Football Club, boys, in 1980, and also the South Leagues Club. Now, he formed a committee that was to try and save the Rabbitohs in 1973. So, obviously, he went over to the Roosters in 71, but his heart was at the Rabbitohs, boys. he come back and... We hit some financial difficulty for some of those older people who would remember that one. And part of that committee was his father, Arthur Cleary, Don Davies, Don Walker, Jack Purcell, Bernie Purcell, Norm Nipper-Nelson and Jack Coyne, uh, junior and senior boys. So they obviously they saved us because we're still here. I don't want to spoil the ending. He was also a state member for Coochie. My suburb, well, I lived there during that whole period. From 1974 through to 91, he was a minister for sport and recreation in successive Labor governments as well. well so, I mean, the achievements this bloke's had is, is phenomenal. Oh, he's a legend, absolute legend. Member of the Christian Brothers champion rugby union team, Australian Olympic team in 1960, played for Rambic Rugby, scored seven tries in a game at Coogee Oval once, 39 in a season. He obviously played test matches for the Wallabies, the Kangaroos, represented Australia at the Olympics, won medals at the Commonwealth Games. So he was just a freak sportsman, boys. Mm. He had offers from Peter Moore at, to go to Canterbury. He had offers from Frank Facer to go to St. George. You know, they would have been big offers, they were big clubs, you know, But it was Joe Maloney, the South patron, that had signed him. And he also signed Wallaby teammate, Jimmy Lyle from Jemoine. So it was a bit of a package deal. Jimmy Lyle and uh, Mike Cleary, and uh, fantastic signings. Now they went and signed him over at Cleary's house at Darling Point at the time, lived at Darling Point. Maloney signed all the South players back in that era, according to Bobby McCarthy. Now, a lot of this information is come from Brad, obviously. Mm. Now, boys, his nickname was Michelle because um, he was also a model, boys, for his modeling career. So the boys used to call him Michelle. It was a bit of a ribbing, you know. <laughs> I don't know him as Michelle, but anyway, <laughs> we know him as Mike Cleary. Now, Channel 9 World Championship Wrestling had him on as a commentator. Don Lane introduced him to the promoter, Jim Barnett, and offered him a job. So there you go. Another hat he wore there. Don Lane, a South man himself. Oh, South's tragic. Hmm. Rest in peace, Don. Yeah, the lanky yank. Now, he says of his career highlights, his career highlight was the 1965 Grand Final at the SCG, where he ran out in front of a record crowd of 78,056. The grandstands were full. There were people on the rooftops. It's a memory I'll never forget. Now, in that grand final, Jimmy Lyle told Cleary to run around him after Ile passed him the ball. He ran straight into Kevin Ryan, who hit him with an absolute bone rattler. Not long after that, Lyle said, run around me again. Cleary told him, go and get stuffed. <laughs> now,
2: and he also scored an iconic try in the 1970 grand final, which you mentioned earlier. The one where Sattler got his jaw broken. Manly's passing the ball out. The ball's gone loose. Cleary swooped it up, ran the length. and oh, 70 metre try, yeah. Easy. 70 metre try. And there's a guy called Alec Tennant, the centre for Manly, was chasing and he had no hope of getting there, but just threw himself in the air in a big swan dive at attempted to tackle about four metres away.
3: So it was quite a funny moment. Boys, he was also the founder of Footy Tab. Remember on the tab, they used to, you know, pick the winners, pick the margins. I don't know if they've even still got all I that. I remember involved, that. He, was... he started that. That was when he was the minister for sport there. So he raised money for an upgrade of Redfern Oval with that, the proceeds from that. Brookvale Oval and the new Sydney Football Stadium. So
1: So he's given back to the the clubs that helped him out.
3: Oh, he sure has. He served on the board of the New South Wales Rugby League, the SCG Trust, and helped set up the Mental League, a very important Foundation, which we spoke about in the show many times. He was also Sky Channel's advertising manager. So he, he's done it all in the game, boys. Wow, what a legend.
2: And Yes, he is an absolute legend. And he's also Michael Cleary AO, Officer of the Order of Australia. He was inducted into the Sport Australia Hall of Fame in 1999 for his contribution to sports and rugby union, rugby league and athletics. He is one of only four Australians who have represented their country at full international level in three different sports. Wow. so he's definitely the man Michael Cleary
1: Remembering a rabbiter. RL News Brought to you by NG Farrell Real Estate. Righto, boys. Um, finals. It's ironic that the top six teams are, are left in the competition from one to six.
3: Yeah, it was always Se- going to fall that way, I, I suppose. Um, you know. Seven and eight bow out. No upsets. All the favourites got up. Every single one of the underdogs got out to about a 10-point lead and got run down. Uh, it was the highest finals scoring week one of all time. No, there's that many points scored I thought every game was exciting um, right through you know the Canberra game the lead change you know the fantastic I thought the, the Melbourne Storm Eels game was a great game open brand of football they played so much width. Melbourne had a hell of a lot of errors early but recovered and, and then you finish it off with gee, South Sydney what a sight unreal Len.
2: yeah it was great and a mate of mine Scotty Atkins was talking about this at work and he said how good's this weekend we've got the bunnies to go for and we've got the team that's playing the Roosters to go for, the Panthers. And I did enjoy that <laughs> game. So we, we had
1: two wins. We
2: had two wins. And I always say the same. If the Bunnies win and the Roosters lose, it's a good weekend.
1: So we'll talk about this week's games, boys. Obviously, the Storm and the Panthers have got the week off. They've got a few injury concerns, so that'll help them along the way with the week off.
2: And not just trivial injuries, big names. Munster... He didn't look well and they're saying oh, it might only be two weeks but those medial like, injuries you don't know and then Kickow getting that charge which we hear he's going to try and fight but he'd be a huge loss for them.
3: He's going to the judiciary Brownie. How, what do you think? you going to get off or what?
1: Well look I haven't seen much of the tackle. Uh, he, he will only get a week if he pleads guilty. Whether well, he plays or not I think we'll beat the Panthers so
3: yeah and what about the other games Brownie?
1: Okay the Roosters and the Raiders play Friday night
3: at the SCG, and the Raiders have already beaten the Roosters at the SCG as huge underdogs this year. If you cast your mind back, they they just ran harder all night. Jack White and had a, a whale of a game. Denarmus Louie, the unheralded front rower, had a blinder that and night. And that was at the SCG as well. Yeah, wasn't that's it? right. So they're not going to hold any fears coming up here. Yeah. And
2: uh, I know you like the Raiders in that, don't you, chaps? Surprisingly. Uh,
3: honestly, I, I think the Raiders could win that one, 13 plus a big score, boys. The the Roosters, for mine, they look like they're coming off. Six night shifts. They look tired, boys. <laughs> yeah, and they're, the... they're starting to really slow down. And the referee got him into that game. Let's be honest. Yep. Uh, it was dead and buried that game. And and also, I think the Panthers are guilty of maybe trying to protect the lead, um, boys. They got out to a what, 28 to 10 lead or 28 to 12 lead, and, and tried to protect it. And when you do that in the semi final, a young side, they're going to learn from that from last week, and they'll only get better. Well, I was sitting at the Sussex in that bowler watching the game with. My Mrs. Cousin Stephen
2: Ward shout out to you, mate. Loves the bunnies. And after they got that slow start, he said to me, "I don't rate that Cleary." <laughs> <laughs> and
1: gone he goes, on to "Score three tries, <laughs> three tries,
2: and kicks the field goal that wins him the game." So I, I rate him. He's a, he's a great young player, and he's someone we're going to have to
1: contain when we meet him in two weeks if we get there.
2: Well, yeah, both he's, halves, he's, Brownie.
3: Both halves. How good are they? Yeah, he's definitely mm. growing
1: in confidence, and he's got a good team around him as well. Mm. And uh, the the young five eight, Jerome. Luai yeah oh he's a good player he's improved out of sight uh, over the last 12 months but you know uh, kick out and they've got good edge back rowers and Mm. it always helps your halves like Cookie just said before you know you've got your your forwards laying a platform it, it helps the spine and that's what Penrith are doing as well
2: so the grand final rematch just before we move on how funny was it that Ben Cummings did a similar call with the six again and then he changed his mind he's He's in two minds sometimes, and then he also missed a blatant knock-on. So that was, that was one of the results of not having the two referees, because the pocket referee would have probably seen that. But we said, what was the touchy doing? It was Two touchies should have seen it, but anyway, it didn't happen, and it didn't cost us in the end.
3: Yeah, but I mean, again, we don't mind a referee making a call and making an error. You know? As long as they're not doing it every play, but mm. it's okay to make an error. And like you said, maybe that did not cost them the game defensively out wide they're at sixes and sevens every time we went down our edge, down their edges uh, they were putting their hands up almost a couple of times there they didn't lay a finger on us a few times so yeah, it didn't didn't cost them in the end mate
1: anyway we'll move on to our game uh, we're playing the Eels at 7.50 at Bank West Stadium are we heading out there boys Saturday night well I think we will and
2: listeners of the show would have heard me talk about my scouting mission last year when we played the Eels and they beat us at Bank West and I went up to Leagues and sampled the wares. There's a nice Mexican restaurant where you can sit on tables outside and get some nice food and they've got the their own brewery so you can get beers on tap from the brewery made on site. So you can go there and the stadium itself is great for watching rugby league. And I think the tickets will be very hard to get. So if you wanna go, I think you better get in early. There's probably a members pre-sale out today as we record the show on Monday. But yeah, it's a big game and Battle of Bank West, bring it on. Last time we played them there, we hammered them 38-0, so...
3: Well, Brownie, how are we going to beat this mob, mate? I know last time we we really attacked Ferguson and also Sevo right out in those edges. They might not be there this time. I mean, I don't think the game plan changes, but...
1: Well, it doesn't, because basically what you've got to do is worry about your own performance. You can't afford to be worrying about what Parramatta are going to do, and like we spoke to Cookie about before, it's very important that we get our starts right. It's something that we've struggled with over the last few weeks, last two weeks. I think we've been you know, behind 12 and 14 nil in the first 10 minutes and Adam Reynolds did touch on it after the game and obviously Wayne Bennett addressed it. We've got to start good, get off to a good start. And if we get off to a good start, we'll click straight into gear and the rest is history.
2: Yeah, we've, like I said, we're very hard to stop at the moment, and so we are recording the show. I just said before on a Monday, the teams aren't out yet, but I think it'll probably be one to seventeen again. I don't see him making any changes. He did switch Liam Knight and Jaden saw late in the before the game, and that worked out okay. When Liam got a bit tired, he brought Jaden on, and it's just like a big one-two punch there. So that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I don't see any reason to change a side that's playing that good. No, I think it'd be one to seventeen exactly, over, Depending on injuries, and we just heard Cookie say that everyone's pulled up okay. But let's just hope because everyone took a few little knocks. Even Cody at one stage
3: got a bit banged up. But yeah, they'll push through. I'd say. Yeah, no, I, I'm not anticipating any changes, boys. Now we might get to the predictions. Uh, who wants to kick us off with a prediction, boys? Oh, chap, sure, the man. We can't go past your predictions. Oh mate, I, I, I just I always like you blokes to start. Oh, well, I don't want to jinx myself there.
2: I'll have a dig. Well, so if Renault kicks every goal, eighteen, twenty-four, thirty,
1: thirty to ten, I'll take. I'll cop a one-point win, boys. Adam Reynolds field goal.
3: I think it'll be something pretty similar last time we played him, boys. And I'm predicting us to to really tidy up that first ten minutes. And if we score first and get on top early, I mean, God God help this mob, mate. I reckon it it might be in the 40s again, boys. And I see Parramatta maybe scoring a try or two. So I'm going to say 48 points to eight, boys. They're going to miss two conversions from the sideline. I know we said before that we can't be worried about what Parramatta do
1: and stuff like that. But if they've got two new wingers that come into the side... Oh, look out. Look
3: out playing our edges. And I can tell you what, one of the worst defensive centres in the NRL at the moment is that uh, Wonga Blake. He was absolutely diabolical on the weekend. Uh, Melbourne Storm just picked him apart. And I know Melbourne Storm used great width and their speed. And I mean, I think we're playing just as good as the Storm at the moment, boys, to be honest. So I, I reckon look out. Get get on a big margin. Nineteen plus, thirty plus, mm. yeah, load up. And also Jared Condon flicked me through some um his tips this week.
1: And Sivo's not the best defender as well. He comes in a lot, so I'm sure we'll exploit their edges like well, we have. He's been not doing playing, he's ruled out already, Sivo. He's not playing. Mm. Yeah,
3: he's been ruled out. But Ferguson they have been a bit coy on. Uh, they think they he could recover yeah. from and that the, one. I noticed him in the dressing room. He didn't have ice on half mm. of the game. Sivo mm. was in a knee brace. He, he may be one of those ones he can
2: get over. He didn't look well, though, when he came off. I think he's got to be in serious doubt, Ferguson. And a Big man, isn't he? And what about the guy they're going to put on the wing? He's got to mark up against the hottest winger in the world at the moment, Alex Johnson. So good luck with that, mm. young man, whoever you may be.
3: Now, Jared Condon, from Reading the Play, his tips this week are... He looks like he, he agrees with me. He's taken the Raiders, plus 5.5 there, against the Roosters Friday night. And he likes the Rabbits, minus 5.5. These are all $1.90. ninety. And if you want to throw it into a, a, a treble, there you can also have. He likes the total points over over forty-two and a half. Is with a tab is still a dollar ninety, and that looks like it's his best bet though. There's three bets there: Raiders plus five and a half, Rabbitohs minus five and a half, Eels Rabbitohs points total over forty-two and a half. So jump nice, on that one, boys. Nice little multi there. Yeah, well, something something for Christmas, something for the kids, all right. Yeah.
2: And we don't have any affiliation with reading the play, but. As they say, gamble responsibly if you can have a bet. Let's move on to the Rabbit of the Week, brought to you by Burke Street Bakery, our great mates there. And this week it is Danny Ketoulos, the guy we mentioned earlier in the shout-outs who gave us that brilliant shout-out on Facebook who's put us ahead of the Joe Rogan podcast. So it's high praise. It's, he gets a lot of downloads, Joe Rogan, probably in the millions. So we'll get there one day.
3: There's only one difference between us and Joe Rogan. He gets paid for it and we don't.
2: <laughs> uh, we got some sponsors and one of them is the Berk Street Bakery. They're both a
3: good show, I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean we're doing it for nothing. We're doing it for the love because we do it for the love oh, of I the it's a community we're basically doing a, a community charity here, aren't We we're doing yeah. it for the club we love. Well, the money we earn, obviously we pour back
2: into the business. We've got yeah. a great sound. We've produced this sound in our own. Studio we've created and headsets and microphones and laptops and equipment. And the, the air
3: conditioning is fantastic.
2: The earcon's yet, oh, <laughs> yet to come. I was not working
3: today.
2: The earcon's yet to come. So, anyway, we went into Burke Street Bakery on Sunday and they've got some great staff in there. Marie, Shania, Ronan. Whitey and the team have got so lucky to have staff like this, friendly staff. They are. Always helping us out, chatting about the footy, asking us how the podcast is going. And the food is unbelievable.
1: Second to none.
2: Brownie, we got the carrot cake. On, how, the rec- on the rec- on the the recommendation of Shania, she said this carrot cake is something else. I said, "Oh, we'll give us a bit of that." And that with a coffee, a Burke Street Bakery coffee is divine.
1: Carrot cake had a little bit of walnut through it. Oh, unbelievable! I
2: mean, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so they're a great sponsor to have, and we don't have any problem talking about how great the food is because we know it is, and we love telling you about it. Do yourself a favor: go into any one of the fourteen Burke Street Bakery stores, and Danny, you have won a free coffee voucher for a month at any of those stores. So enjoy that, mate. Thanks for the shout-outs. And if you want to be Rabbit of the Week, just say something nice about us. There you go. Bang. Yeah, I know
3: who might be Rabbit of the Week. Whoever put up the, the shout-out to us at the Botany Fire Brigade on their signboard, Yes, that, that was big. Uh, I've got a feeling I might know who it is, but well, that person might be Rabbit of the Week next week.
2: Definitely. Yeah, we didn't mention that, and that's. I'll share that on the web page. That photo was unbelievable. Thanks to that fiery for that. And someone said what you call triple O when you get through to Rabbitohs Radio. So, <laughs> so, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't emergency. do that, no. Don't call it. If you want to contact Rabbitohs Radio, you can send us an email at radio at gmail.com or just jump on all of our socials and tag away.
1: And don't forget, share to a friend.
3: That's it. Please rate and review. Now, a big show, Damien Cook on, a day after they've just played a semi-final. semi-final that's, that's pretty big from Damien. We really thank him. Sort of just after recovery and he's probably got more recovery to do by the sounds of it. He's a recovery guru and that's why he can pump out as many tackles as he does and Jizzy and good Nick boys. Now um, what a we got anything else boys
2: before I Oh well I might hold you to that offer of getting me a Christmas voucher at Laqueur. That sounded great with the boots and all that, <laughs> Brownie. How good is it?
3: Oh well, I might get one for myself. I got a got a head like a burnt thong, but anyway that's how it goes. And he's got a beauty section
1: there as well, so you can get something for the missus. Oh I'm sweet there. Sorry. Oh, no, you meant for the missus.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mavo, take us out, mate.
2: Rabbitohs Radio is hosted by Grant Chappell, Darren Brown, and me, Steve Maven, and is brought to you by Export Freight Systems, The Juniors, NG Farrah, Rise Foundation, and Burke Street Bakery. For more information on this episode, click the episode webpage in the show notes, and please remember to subscribe and leave us a review. We'd also like you to follow our Rabbitohs Radio Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and YouTube channel. We'll be back next week with another episode. And up the mighty Rabbitohs.